I've had Sarah as my companion. I can now disappoint her with freedom. <laughs> um, and it's opening up. Oh, it's like, it's like real life. <laughs> yeah. It's opening up a whole new gameplay element for me because now it's like, well, I mean, there's other companions. Welcome to episode 19 of Starfield with Normal People. My name is Michael and I am here with Dwayne. What's going on, Dwayne? Hey everyone, not a whole lot, man. I am just chilling after a little bit of stress from the holidays. Do you get stressed oh, out yeah. at all? I mean, a, a little, but we have the last couple of years, we've kept our holidays so low key that it's that's been kind of nice. We're not looking for anything that's going to stress us out. I know that's tough to avoid for some people. Well, yeah. I mean, when you have friends or when you have family coming in and we have uh, my mother and father-in-law staying with us and uh, we also have more family coming in next week, but there's always a little added layer of stress. So, Michael, I was thinking our mm-hmm. podcast could be the chance for people to kind of unwind a little bit. You know, it's like, it's like that's cool right. 95. Turn on your jazz station. It's, it's Michael and Dwayne for your relaxing right. post-Christmas show. Just relax. Listen to us talk about one of our favorite video games. That's Just right. Turn your yeah. fireplace on. Get a glass of your favorite beverage and kick yeah. back and enjoy. If you've got any leftover eggnog, you know, <laughs> you got to drink it up. Oh, <laughs> not a, not an eggnog Yikes. fan? Not, not oh, man, I love it. I love oh, it. Wow. All right. All right, people. You. Chime in in the comments. We need to know who's team eggnog and who is not. Team not eggnog. Mm-hmm. Team normal. Team normal. <laughs> team normal people. We should get into uh, some news and community items. And I got to say, what is amazing is there is never a shortage of Starfield news. Right. There's always something coming down the pike, as they say. And that was no exception this week. We got some major news, right? We did get some major news. But before we get to that, before we get to the really big stuff, I want to open with something a little light, a little bit just heartwarming. Sure. In the No Sodium Starfield subreddit, PS1 Gamer Collector listed the top 10 mass murders that you can commit in Starfield without getting a bounty. Yeah, that is a light subject for sure. I mean, you know, <laughs> listen, like I said, the holidays bring on some stress and what better way to relieve yeah. that stress than to go into the game and, you know, to have your way without any consequences <laughs> yeah. apparently, right? Like you can go in there and, and not get a bounty from this? You can, Yeah, you don't get wow. any bounty. Now, I actually Great. stumbled on one of these accidentally because there was a certain jacket that I was trying to get and I did get. And you have to do one of these to get this jacket. Uh, so that is, you work for the Ebside Strikers, mm. and you uh, you betray them. You betray them uh, at the end. All for a jacket. That must be a nice jacket. It's really good. Yeah, it was fur-lined. worth it. Synthetic it's, fur, it's, of course. It's just really badass. And uh, I actually got two of them, which is which is rare. I, I scum saved quite a okay. bit to make sure yeah. I got two of these. <laughs> Is it uh, lined with the, the flora of uh, Leviathan 4 and the rare uh, <laughs> <laughs> plants? It's, is... like, it's a very kingly jacket. But I, I thought this was interesting because, as we know, in the game, uh, 
in most Bethesda games, you could like accidentally uh, steal something off of someone's desk by pressing A at the wrong moment, and <laughs> yeah. you'll instantly get a bounty. So it's nice to, you know, if you gotta just uh, empty a few clips, I'll go through some of these. So betraying the strikers, as I said. Okay, murdering everyone on board the Regana. And I won't necessarily go into explaining some of these because if they, mm. if you haven't been there yet, they, it might be considered a spoiler. But sure. uh, people that have been there, you know what we're talking about. There's a spot during the UC quest line where you can kill a bunch of people right in the public square man this is br this is dark this is so dark but um yeah you're, yeah you're kind of pausing a little bit as you realize that wow this is you know this got heavy all of a sudden but it's so funny like i'm I mean, trying it's... to describe yeah it's it's a video game but <laughs> it's so funny because yeah i'm trying to just say it like it's a mm -hmm. just a normal thing and as the words come out of my mouth i'm like i i hope that that I don't, I'm not suddenly investigated by authorities <laughs> for saying some of these things. The fact that this person who posted this found all 10 of these, I mean, let's, yeah. uh, I, I hope I'm not on his naughty list. They were definitely going for an evil playthrough, but uh, thank you very much, PS1 Gamer Collector, for listing these out. People doing yeah. an evil playthrough and not wanting to get you know uh bounties that is fun because bounty can be annoying right i mean like you expect yes. especially when it's unexpected and you walk in and you get scanned or whatever and you're like what i don't remember doing anything bad but honestly like that's one of the biggest deterrents to playing an evil character is racking is up a sheer bounty. cost yeah the sheer cost of it and and it's not just money i don't know how many people uh don't know this but You'll actually get uh, you'll get docked XP if you what? go to yeah. This is what happens. I did not know that. If you have to go to jail and you're see you're in there for a certain amount of time, but of course it just you can just you know speed time sleep, through your right your sentence. Yeah, sleep through your sentence. However, just like real they life. will dock you. <laughs> they, yeah, they'll dock you XP. But let's say that you're like down. Uh, let's say you're level forty. And your XP bar is all the way at the beginning. It will give you an XP debt. Oh, no that way. Then, yeah, you can actually get an mm. XP debt and you will not, it won't take you down a level, but you won't level up again until you've filled that debt and then continued building XP. So it, wow. it's really, you really don't want to go to jail in this mm -hmm. game. At least you don't have to make uh, license plates, you know, for starships. <laughs> That'd be really funny if you had to just sit there and craft license, license plates. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they won't let you sleep. They just make you do some menial task <laughs> for like days. And you have to keep going and picking up the, the, the tin or the resources or you know, aluminum, I guess, uh, out, mm -hmm. of the, out of the box. I'll post the link to the top 10 mass murders that you can do in Starfield without getting a bounty in our show notes. So mm -hmm. go nuts. Also, you posted a story about someone who spent 18 hours flying to the sun from Mercury. I saw this story, and it was really okay, cool. Yeah. I think it was two or three days ago. The Whoever did this posted all the photos from it, and it looked amazing. Yep. It's just like spaceship with like a star behind it. It's so cool. It was such a cool thing that this person did to, to show off like actually flying close enough to a sun to get a good look at it. Now... There are some crazy findings also 
behind what, like this person flying 18 hours. They noticed that without uncapping their acceleration, so they used a mod. They, of course, they use mods to do a lot of this. Mm-hmm. So they uncapped acceleration. Otherwise, they were not able to get away from Mercury. The gravity was holding them in orbit or something. Was there, that's what yeah. they thought, postulated. Yeah, that was yeah. what they were thinking, is that they could not leave Mercury. So their observation is that, yes, Mercury and other planets in Starfield have a gravitational pull on your ship. I mean, the implications here are pretty wild for what type of simulation is hiding under the surface of this game. Yeah, and we've discussed this in the past where if you're on a like a smaller moon to a larger planet and you know if it's not tidally locked well even if it is you're still spinning at a great rate so you see the local star creating these shadows that are moving very quickly and it's impressive because you're realizing i mean somewhere in the back of my brain i'm like wow the math that it took for them to you know make this happen in real time is amazing and didn't didn't the person who flew to the sun from mercury didn't they also approach it like actual space flight they sped up and then they turned the ship and then slowed down in a in a post burn or something like that if if i remember reading it correctly yeah so it was kind of like it was approached like actual space flight which i thought was extra cool yeah like uh, turn and burn they had to spin just like you said they had to fire the engine in the opposite direction just to, to decelerate. The other thing at play here is that when you get to the sun, when he got to it, there's full like animation of the solar flares and the, you know, the, uh, all the little explosions uh, coming off of the sun. It is beautiful and the vanilla game never takes you that close to a star. Right. I mean, sometimes in the in the the map, there's a few systems that are close enough to the to the star that it actually you can see it. It's interesting because it reminds me of something that Todd Howard said. He said that it took them seven years or whatever the the amount of time. He was like, it took us seven years to figure out how to make the game fun. It really makes me think that there are a lot more systems in play for simulated space travel than we think mm-hmm. and it just I wasn't totally fun it's that's not fun for most consumers you know what's really interesting about that is is uh, there are a i feel like and and there's people in our discord they're yearning for that space simulation they want more of it yeah and i i do think there's definitely going to be mods. I don't know if they're going to, you know, change the game at all to allow you to fly to the sun. Maybe, hey, maybe in the game somewhere there's a mission that takes you to something close to a star, right? Yeah. So you get to see those star animations. That's why they're there, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, yeah I do feel like, I mean, part, part of the, some of the criticism on this game has been that it does kind of feel like a space simulation that isn't really giving you the full space simulation that everyone wants. Yeah. You know, people want, like well, like we talked about last episode, you want to go through the atmosphere sometimes, you should be able to see that full right. transition. And yeah. you want to fly from one planet to the other and, and watch it take place, whether it takes you two hours, go ahead and let us do that. Because I think, there, I think there's a whole 
subset of the core audience that wants to do those things. There is. I I mean, wouldn't you say, I mean, do you agree with me that I think they made the right move at least to launch the game because they had the ad campaign. They're it's on Game Pass. They're trying to hit a wide, you know, reaching audience and most people are going to not want to you know, do all the space sim stuff. 100%. And we saw that with Kerbal Space Program, or what's it called? Kerbal 2? Yeah, Kerbal Space Program. Yeah, yeah. They oh, ju- yeah. They just did a patch, uh, and I don't know the, the details, but kind of what I what I thought they did was they made it more fun. Because if you played Kerbal, the original one, the learning curve is great. Like, it's yeah, <laughs> it yeah. takes a while. And that's actually, actually that is that's the point the of challenge. the game is like, figuring out how to get to space right but it's a little too real for people it's less video game and more like astrophysics so i think that turned off kind of the general mass audience this game had starfield has to be a game for mass audiences because it's this huge microsoft backed flagship it's gonna be fun when to see some of this stuff unlocked and 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 it will be interesting interesting to see if it actually is fun the more you can do in the game yeah, I mean, it should be optional. It should be a switch. Yeah. Don't let me fly, you know, boring stuff. Or let me do the boring stuff, because I love it. This is one of those things where, like, like for instance, the survival mode in Fallout and Skyrim, I would not have enjoyed playing through the game the first time doing survival mode. Mm-hmm. Because it's tough. It is... It's tough to go it's from point A to Elden point Ring. B. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just, yeah, it, it gets really tough. And I like that challenge after the fact, after I've already beaten it. Starfield, when survival mechanics finally come out, like, I don't know how much of the story I'll actually do. I'll, I'll be busy surviving. And speaking of survival mode, we got the first official confirmation that it's coming. Yes, Starfield. They gave an update. They put out an interesting infographic that I think we should talk about. Oh, yeah. And then they talked about sort of a roadmap. This is the first time we have gotten something of a roadmap. Yeah, I feel like this is something that Bethesda, given this push to besmirch the game, like the review is dropping on Steam. So I think this is kind of Bethesda's you know, way to push back a little bit against that. And rightly so. I mean, I think a lot of that, I don't know what the deal is with it, but maybe because uh, there were such great expectations and it wasn't everyone's perfect video game. So it couldn't live up to the <laughs> yeah. hype of, of every single <laughs> yep. person's perfect video game out there. But yeah. this this infographic that they released was, it got a lot of play on various social media. I saw it all over, plastered all over the place. 13 million players, infinite universes. 13 million players it's it's good that's a great thing like honestly for a game that's not even on playstation anymore um or, or it never was but me i mean that bethesda games aren't there anymore i think 13 million is fine right what i think is more interesting is the uh it talks about 22 million days played average play time per player is 40 hours right Yeah, that's a good chunk of time. I mean, when you think about other AAA titles that came out in 2023, do they stack up to 40 hours? I mean, I don't want to say the 
the game that everyone's thinking. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll say another one. I'll say another okay. one. I'll talk about one that was a total joke. Um, Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty, mm-hmm. uh, was rushed out to you know just to exist. Yeah, and it How made many tons hours of money. To play so through that game, right? Seven, uh, four. From what I heard, four. No, that. See, wow. normally, yeah, normally it would be like seven to ten to get through a campaign, mm-hmm. which is fine. Whatever. Like I, I love. I actually love a lot of Call of Duty games, mm-hmm. and I usually play them. And I did not buy this year because I, <laughs> I had been paying attention, and I knew that it was rushed and and. Like, I know most people just play multiplayer. I like the multiplayer. I also really like the campaign, guys. Mm-hmm. I love the campaign. I'm totally out. I'm done. Because I heard that what they did was they just uh, took some of their larger multiplayer maps and turned those into, like, campaign areas. Wow. It, like, just phoned it in. That's just lazy. And that, yeah, really, really lazy. And the campaign takes like four hours to beat. And I was just like, especially nope, not getting my money. Given how easy it is to, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll walk that back a little bit. I was going to say it's easy to create levels these days with the tools that they have. You can generate a lot of uh, really detailed 3D levels with uh, Unreal Engine. Especially like with the budget and the team that they have. Right. Like there's just no excuse. I blame but management. That's one example. That's an extreme example because that's that was a very troubled development. But tons of AAA games come out that have like 20 hour campaigns mm-hmm. and which is great. And so then like Starfield comes out and honestly I I feel like the campaign is about 30 to 40 40 hours if you just go straight through. Right. So that 40-hour count, pretty good. And you know it's balanced by people. There's people that are playing like 600 hours. Oh, yeah. It's wild what uh, the amount of hours that people are stacking up. And we saw all these memes of people saying, I played starfield for 300 hours and it's the worst game i've ever played (laughs) it's (laughs) become a meme of like people that have invested hundreds of hours and quote unquote hate the game right it's like really i'll say uh there's one that that uh i saw a post from someone and i actually responded to it because they they didn't hate the game they liked the game but they said hey i'm starting to get bored of the game and i read their post they said i've played 500 hours and then they, you know, and then they go on to describe what they had done and all that stuff, and that they just kind of hit a wall and they were feeling bored. So two things: number one, like I just I wrote, all right, first off, five hundred hours is a lot. So if you play five hundred hours of any game and you start to get bored, that is normal. That's mm-hmm. natural. <laughs> I can't believe that's they didn't, okay. Like go and play another game for five minutes. And come yeah. back, right? It, and that's the thing. And, and like, I'll probably, I'm going to get skewered for this because we, we do a Starfield, you know, podcast. I'm not saying that I get bored of the game, but I'm saying that if I do s- many days of lots of Starfield, I get sucked into like a, like a grind. Mm-hmm. So I'll get like focused on something. When I get focused on a grind, that's when I get a little bit bored. And then, yeah, I take a break. I do something else. I play dredge or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, what's funny is then I'll see somebody else's post about something else in Starfield that I wasn't doing because I was doing my thing. And all of a sudden I want to play again. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that other thing. My point is that the other thing that I told this person 
because they this was their first Bethesda game. Like they were saying, oh, I always hear people talking about how they play for years and years Bethesda games. And they're like, you know, what's wrong? Because I played 500 hours. So I just told them, I, I have countless times gotten quote unquote bored of Skyrim and Fallout. You get bored, mm-hmm. you stop. And then what happens? Six months later, I was like, I'm always like, man, you know what? I'm going to make another character in Skyrim. I'm going to make another character in Fallout. And that makes a huge difference because yeah. I, I had this happen today. I was playing Starfield. As we all know, I've had Sarah as my companion since the beginning. And <laughs> yeah, she, you're dedicated. She has you're monogamous. Limited, yeah, totally. She has limited my choices, though. So today I was, I was like, you know what? This looks like a fun choice. Of course, she disliked it. I did it again. And then that actually had this kind of freeing feeling for me to not have to worry about because I've already married her and I'm like, you know, I can now disappoint her with freedom. Um, and it's opening. <laughs> oh, it's like it's like real life. <laughs> yeah. It's opening up a whole new gameplay element for me because now it's like, well, I mean, there's other companions out there. So yeah, if this one gets disappointed. Yep. But, you know, if, if it's getting boring change up your companion that's one quick way or just honestly go play round guard or dredge or yeah. 10 million other games that are out there getting back to the uh infographic i mean they talked about uh the most dangerous faction ecliptic were you surprised by that i i almost thought it would be just the spacers but i was surprised by this i just don't feel like I encounter them as much as I encounter pirates. Right. Although pirates make sense that that wouldn't be up there because if you have a lot of people doing pirate playthroughs, even if you're temporarily a pirate, mm-hmm. uh, then you're not fighting them. So that actually does make sense. But yeah, spacers, I thought, would be higher. Yeah, hmm. I think maybe because you can't join the ecliptic right so they no. are the only like bad guy faction i guess that is bad to everyone all the time and it makes me wonder are they considering spacers as a faction spacers are just generic bad guys right honestly there's even a loading screen tip that says uh spacers is a term applied to any ruffian that's right. out there right. you know being a being a jerk they're probably not even considered a faction yeah so that's faction. why. The other one, I was surprised at first to see Ashta as the most dangerous life form. Mm-hmm. But very quickly, I realized it's not that surprising. Yeah, they're because... a charging animal, right? Like they charge you and yeah. they hit really hard. I, I actually think I've been yeah. killed by one of those. You know, I think about this, how the the universe is so huge and different players are going to different planets at any given time right but because the story takes you to ashta and actually there's parts uh there's missions that actually have you investigate what's going on with the ashta so that actually makes sense so on the infographic they have the favorite meal as the battle meal Mm multi-pack this is weird to me i don't think it's weird at all because first off it has a cool name i mean how cool is battle Mm. meal it just sounds like <laughs> that's true. <laughs> sounds like you're an action-packed superhero because you're eating battle meal multi-pack. It's or it's like an '80s uh, ad for something that you give kids. Battle <laughs> right. meal. Like yeah, it's, it sounds like something that you'd get packed into your you know school lunch. So I understand that, and I think it. Um, 
I think it restores a fair amount of health. Like it's one of the larger. True. So it is something that I've I've eaten on quite a few occasions. The problem is that it's so heavy. Like it's a heavier thing to carry. Um, but I guess if mm. you pick it up or eat it right away, I am disappointed it's not chunks. Is that because there's so such a variety of chunks? Yeah, it must be. I bet if they added up all the chunks, all the different types, that would have been number one. For sure it would have. And it said the most trusted weapon was the Combatech Beowulf. It makes sense because I, I've seen this weapon a lot. You can actually, it's pretty versatile, so you can pick it up and just have it as sort of a battle rifle. Mm-hmm. Or you can kit it out to be a sniper rifle. And and finally, I really wanted to talk about this power. The most used power is Sense Star Stuff. Now, for those that don't know what it is, it is uh, you activate it and you can actually see all the enemies nearby uh, through walls and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, because people are Star Stuff. I remember laughing, like talking to a friend about the game and how funny this name was, like Star Stuff. Yeah. I guess that's like because we're all made of stars. Yeah, I think that's actually a really cool way to talk about people, especially, you know, for for people that are irreligious. You know, they there's Mm -hmm. this kind of like thing that we're all made of the stars. We are literally made of star stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, well, when you die, you become star stuff again <laughs> more literally right. yeah you, know, you become eventually you're yeah, broken all, down into yeah. matter and little the little building blocks of life but yeah i actually have not uh unlocked that power yet so i'm anxious to get that i'll say this if you're doing a stealth build since star stuff is awesome for just seeing where enemies are and i've mm-hmm. i've used it during uh, a lot of stealth missions i'm still surprised by this because it's not my favorite power to use all the time mm-hmm. just selectively you posted on our YouTube channel, our podcast, with your own video clips that you've recorded during your play. Yeah. I noticed you were killing an enemy, and then there an enemy was, like, blending into the background, kind of. And then you noticed him, like, a second later, and you started shooting at him. Oh. <laughs> um, but this would have been helpful, because sometimes the enemies, there's, like, so much stuff and frame and so much detail that oftentimes yeah. if an enemy isn't moving... They're going to blend right into the background. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Especially you, like dark areas. Yeah. Do you get the like a, a reticule or like a like their health meter or whatever. And then then you'll see them, of course. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I've always seen Sense Star stuff as a purely stealth tool. But now I'm realizing that you could just have it as like ultimate battle vision. Yeah, and I, I never really thought of using it that way, but that, that makes sense. Dude, I'm such a noob at this game that I rarely use any of my, I forget I have them completely. It's not an integral part of my gameplay, and I wish it were. Yeah. Like, I wish I used my my powers way more because they seem like they're useful, but yeah, I just I forget about them, and I'm playing, and I'm just, you know hammering away on the trigger and killing people and well i've seen some players that are sort of purists that they they want the the sci-fi experience without you know the more extreme magical part of it that does appeal to me so i could see playing this game in the future and just being like no i don't use powers or playing it and really experimenting with the powers as much as possible. Yeah. Something that I'd want to do because I'm 
60, 70 hours into the game, and I've only used the powers a handful of times. Yeah, and we have talked about the the fact that some of the powers aren't immediately... Uh, you don't understand what they do yeah. right off the bat. One of them was, at the time, was Elemental Pull. Now I know what it does. It's not a combat thing at all. Like, it's basically mining. If you're near rocks, you just go... Psh- You'll just get them. That's actually really nice for scanning a planet because when you pull in a resource, uh, it counts as scanning it too. Right. Yeah, I wanted to get the uh, pimp pull power <laughs> where you unlock the ability to just you know pull massive game everywhere you go and all the <laughs> bars across the galaxy and you use your power yeah. to you know woo whoever you want with your pimp pull. <laughs> it would be uh, funny if uh you could start if you could start using the powers to like flirt mm-hmm. like cuz you know in in a universe where this were possible uh people would use that like, they would abuse it. You would do magic tricks. Yeah, you would do magic tricks at the bar to try to impress. Actually, it reminds me of uh I think in the it's been a long time since I've seen Looper, but in that movie like people had figured out how to do mind reading or or no no it was like telekinesis mm-hmm. and if and like true to form there's a guy in a bar using telekinesis to like just show a, a you know a lady <laughs> what he can do as a little trick mm-hmm. and I, and i just thought that was a nice little detail cuz like that probably would happen so let's see it let's see it in starfield the talk of powers you know it just reminds me of this realization that i had and just going back to the whole like getting bored or getting into a grind. So one of the reasons that I fell into that recently was because I'm on New Game Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my first New Game Plus. In New Game Plus, not only can you you know go around and gather the artifacts again, but you can actually visit all the temples again. And if you visit all the temples again, then you're you can actually re-get that same power so hey sense star stuff is now sense star stuff too Hmm. and um it might be a little bit more powerful or might have a little bit more reach or it might last a little bit longer does it yeah so the thing is if you are grinding this game for a long time you can actually get all of your powers up to level 10 i did not know that. now yeah so there you go wow here's what's very interesting though is I saw somebody, like, we've already talked about, you know, people's criticism for the temples and flying around and tag, 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 tag. Okay, now I got it. Mm -hmm. Someone was like, you know, to get all these powers to level 10, you have to do the temples. And it was like 200 or 300 something times. It's a lot. And it's a lot. And that does not sound fun to me. Mm -hmm. But here is the realization. You don't have to do it. You just don't. Like, that's something sure. I had to tell myself because I was only on New Game Plus One. And and this is just getting powers to level two. And I started to realize, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this. I'm like, I'm getting tired of this. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it. And I Like, my powers are already good enough. Yeah. I, I was just wondering, are there enemies that require such great powers or skills there really doesn't seem to be high super high level bosses or enemies there really isn't Mm -hmm. 
And this is something that's funny to me is seeing someone criticize the game because going through the temple 350 whatever times is not fun. I just think to myself, why did you do that? Why did you make that choice? Like, it's not like that's you insanity do. to me. I mean, I guess you could do them as fast back to back as possible. You yeah. could do that. But in reality, if you're on NG1 or 5, I mean... You're probably not going to grind them out. I mean, you're, you're going to be playing the game in between and yeah. doing all the other things. I feel like the game is designed to be, uh, hey, if you want to have this character for the next five years and you just, you know, here and there you hit a temple. Oh, boom. Okay, now I'm level three on that power, level four. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, it's about having a character that you can play for a long time. But I think there's this thing that happens with gamers where... If you can do it, they think you have to do it, mm. and they have to do it right now. So they find out, oh, that it's the game is programmed for new game 10, level 10, and then you can get all the powers level 10, and so then they're like, I got to do it. I got to do that. And then you get to it, and you go, now what? Mm -hmm. Now nothing. I just go build an outpost. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, go, go to Drive so. in our Discord channel and... Join yeah. the weekly challenge, which is uh, you know New Year's themed. This, or yeah, we're doing New Year's. Yeah, this week, and we already have uh, our first ship by Oliver, actually, which is a beer. Oh, <laughs> it's a beer mug. It's a beer and mug. It is beautiful. I loved it. It is beautiful. It was last week's Hol yeah. holiday theme? Yeah, last week's was holiday mm -hmm. themed, um, but of course it was Christmas week of Christmas, so a lot of Christmas stuff. A lot of people made some really awesome ships. But no, I, I was going to say, I actually did dabble this week in some New Year's stuff, but I wasn't really happy with my oh, ship. Oh, you got to post so. it anyway. Don't be uh, so proud. Man, all right, I'll, I'll post it, but okay. here's my problem. <laughs> my biggest problem is that I'm try I wanted so badly for my ship to appear like it was gold. Because mm. in when I think New Year's, I think of like sparklers and champagne. Yeah. And it's, everything is very golden. A lot of times, like, they'll have decorations that are look like they're made out of gold. Mm -hmm. And I can't, it's just, it just looks yellow or yellowish brown. I can't get it to look that way yeah it turned no. turned into like if you drink too much you're you know peeing on the sidewalk uh <laughs> it's well it's what's and, funny is pee and poop <laughs> ship <laughs> what's funny is the ship that i was going for i i made it look sort of bus like and i was going to call it the party bus mm -hmm. i wanted it to be a golden bus <laughs> but now it just looks like a school bus because it's just yellow oh. it's very disappointing that's hilarious. You know what you could do is just run it through a filter just for the photo. There's uh, even in game the photo the photo mode has filters on it. I bet I could make it look like gold. All right, you mm -hmm. you've you did it, Dwayne. Right. You've reinvigorated <laughs> my uh, desire to see at least share one this. of us has to put something in there because I've been way too busy. Yeah. But yeah, I'd like to. Well, I mean, speaking of shipbuilding, we are getting some new stuff for shipbuilding in the roadmap. Did they mention that? I missed that. I actually didn't see that part. They did. Ooh, that's cool. So um, I actually um, bulleted out a few things ah, yes. that are interesting. Now, everyone has been talking about the new ways to travel. That's what they said. Mm -hmm. They did not specify any further what that means. But we talked about this last week, right? You You had said that it could be... You know, I, I said it could be a land speeder, mm -hmm. and you said it could be 
pertaining to uh, how they what they already they have the ship like, in the game yeah, and how it works and how it functions with planets and all that stuff. So maybe some of those sim, you know, things we talked about. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's kind of funny is there city maps. City maps are coming, yeah. guys. We're gonna have maps. Going back to like episode three kinda... for us, we're like, you know, it'd be cool if they had a city map <laughs> and then they built it. Yeah. We talked about this well, what's, so much. What's kind of lame is you go up to a kiosk in New Atlantis and it's like, here's the guide and it's text. It feels like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. missed opportunity. This should have well, been a thanks. map, like instead of like a choose your own adventure from 1985 with just text. Like, I still don't know where anything is. Yeah. It's like, go to the residential what's funny district. Is like, okay, well, where in the residential district is the is the medical place? You know, I'm like... It's trial by elimination. Okay, that's, you know, the the tower, the residential tower. I'm still walking, trying to find. But yeah, maps would yeah. be cool. There's, there's times I sort of have defended the game, but I, I think I was a little bit wrong because I'd be like, ah, whatever. Like, I, I know where all the important stuff is. Like, you get used to it. But then the other day, I wanted to change my character up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where the hell is Enhance in New Atlantis? Mm-hmm. Like, I had... No idea. Enhance is tricky to find. And in a... I gave up. <laughs> is it in? I went to Neon. Oh, okay. I was gonna say it's in the um, basement. What's the? Oh, in the well. Is it in oh, the well? I think it's in, in the, the well. well. You might be right. Maybe. You might be Not right. Sure. I went around and I was just like, "Yep, I was wrong. We need maps." But but yeah, speaking of the ships, right? They're they're saying expanding on ship customization with ship decorations. I don't know what that means. Because we already have, like, structural stuff. Yeah. Are we going to get decals? That would be cool. That would be interesting. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had a decal system the way Forza Horizon and the Forza games have oh, a decal yeah. system? Oh, yeah. awesome. People are putting anime girls and stuff on their cars. I would totally put the I'm Martini, doing... <laughs> Porsche Martini stripes on my spaceship, 100%. Ah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. New uh, ship building options. Okay. So, whatever that means. And more. Hmm. So shipbuilding options. I mean, uh, I'm not counting on it, but it would be nice. What we talked yeah. about, being able to go inside and decorate from the inside. You want to bag your ship? You want to lower it and put on some spinners? I want the neon, what's he yeah, called? Yeah, neon it? Underglow? lights under, underglow. That would be sweet. I want to say, like, they, they also talk about in the roadmap, they talk about customizing difficulty. So right now you can do, like, easy, normal, hard, you know? Maybe there's another one. Once the this update comes out, you're going to be able to customize your carry capacity, your cargo access distance, ship damage, vendor credits, how you suffer afflictions, and they're adding new survival mechanics. I think this is huge because, for instance, I, as a player, I don't have a big problem with anything else in the game, uh, except for a while... Getting into ship battles was really tough right. for me. I've been wanting to, like, I feel like the ship battle part of the game is going to be really fun for me at some point. Right now, it's not that fun because I'm weak. My ship is weak, and it's just, I mostly run or I rely on the Razor Leaf reputation, the Mantis reputation to get me out of battles still. Okay, well, I can't wait to explore this part of the gameplay. But I mean, the fact that they're improving it, and I think also from a PC standpoint, I've heard if you use the like game controller 
it totally changes the space battles to be way more intuitive oh, and way more fun. So yeah. I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to you know hook up my Xbox style controller, and I think it'll be a lot more fun for the space battles. But I mean, the updates will be great too. And I think what's interesting is like, for instance, the vendor credits. You know, when they patched out, like there were some glitches, right? Some bugs that allowed you to take advantage of the game and just you know pull out money basically Mm -hmm. it's like free money yeah you know they they patched those out and what a lot of people say is they say who cares it's a single player game and that's fine like it like i don't like to use those exploits because i like to role play Mm -hmm. but again yes you're right it's a single player game well this to me is bethesda even though they don't want the glitches they don't want you to take advantage of bugs but this is them saying we recognize it's a single player game we're gonna let you choose if vendors have more credits for example it's a smart move it's just uh like what they call a quality of life upgrade right just gonna make the game a little bit more fun a little more approachable and why have something that's punitive and is not fun for no reason Speaking of not fun for no reason, uh, the new survival mechanics are something I'm very excited about. Um, I I know you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's Uh, not my bag, baby, but some people like survival modes. What's funny is, like, survival mechanics were like, it's, you know, when people, you know, they say something is the worst kept secret. This was like, it was not unexpected. We all knew, like, all signs pointed to survival mechanics are coming. But I thought it, this was a big deal because this was the first official statement saying, here they come. Mm-hmm. So to me, this this update was a big deal. Like the, them saying this because I, I was like, I know it's coming. I know that. Right. But to have now I know for sure. <laughs> to have them, you know, officially verify it is that much better. All right. Well, then, of course, they also talk about the creation kit coming out and they also talk about Shattered Space, which, of course, is the first DLC that we've heard about forever. Mm-hmm. Dwayne, what do you think? They say our first major expansion coming next year. When next yeah, year? Yeah. So that to me sounds like they pushed it back. And I think the reason they pushed it back was because of some of the negative publicity that they've gotten in the last two months. They're focusing on making the the core game slightly different slightly more fun who knows what right they're refocusing yeah they're refocusing their efforts on the core game shattered space is getting pushed back so it's kind of a bummer but i mean all in all it's all good things because they're still working on the game they're still adding improvements so we really have nothing to complain about i mean i said i thought shattered space would come by christmas So obviously it's not here, and this makes it sound like it could be summer or even later. I see them talking about all these other updates, and they keep saying early next year, early next year, early next year. And then when they say shattered space, they say next year. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, I think my prediction would be similar. I'm thinking end of the summer, honestly a year after the game came out Mm -hmm. uh, at least. So I mean, we'll see. Creation kits coming out early next year, so people are going to be modding the heck out of this game, and it'll be pretty exciting. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a fun week in the Starfield Adventure Club, which is our uh, you know ongoing in our Discord. So anybody can jump in and go to the same planet and and talk about it with 
you know, fans of the show. And every week we actually send a free coffee mug, a special emblazoned Starfield Adventure Club coffee mug to just somebody who, who stood out that week for their contribution. Yeah, that's right. And War Wizard was our sack winner last week. You know, War Wizard is making these really cool videos and posting them to YouTube, linking them in, in our Discord, in the sack channel. And it's Sir David Attenborough, the voice of nature. And <laughs> yeah. he is narrating War Wizard's kind of experience on Bara or Vesta or, you know, whatever planet he's... He's uh, actually he won for Vesta, right? Yeah. yeah, he won for Vesta, and it's it's so crazy, like it's so good. It's this nature documentary, but about the creatures on these planets in Starfield, mm-hmm. and he and he uses this AI voice of Attenborough, and it's really creative. And we will link it in the show notes. Go check it out. Together. Absolutely. So that that was a coffee mug, well deserved. Definitely. And if you want to be a part of the Starfield Adventure Club, come join our Discord and post your experience. We have a new planet every week. We announced that on Wednesdays. Currently, we actually all just started exploring Cassiopeia 1 mm-hmm. in Eta Cassiopeia. So that's where we are now. Jump into the Discord and come check out what people are posting. Beautiful screenshots and really interesting stories. Yep, the amount of time that people are investing and lining up the shots and making these really compelling stories is impressive. It's a lot of fun. All right, we got some listener feedback. We've talked about the procedural generation. We've talked about it to death. Galactron FTW jumped into our comments on YouTube to say that it is correct that the procedural generation is seeded, but we don't all get the same seed. But on PC, people have figured out how to get the Ah, same generation. I'm going to put that to bed. I I promise, guys, I'm never going to talk about it again. (laughs) Promise? Probably not true. We don't all get the same land generation. Mystery solved. Well, Gregory Baldwin uh, uh, left us a comment on Spotify. He said, great episode. And he said, love the discussions and the Discord channel. Excellent work, guys. So thank you, Gregory. Gregory. Yes, thank you for letting us know. I mean, the the community in the Discord is just amazing. It's it's a lot of fun. We also had a comment on YouTube from Nonstop Ram saying that the ship size tip was very helpful. So if this is your first episode, you're just coming in, we actually found out and revealed last week that the size of your ship determines how close you land to POIs. So smaller ships will land closer. We also got another comment that I really enjoyed from Gravely5059 saying, Merry Xmas from all your gangster friends on Neon. Remember to take it easy on the Aurora this New Year's Eve and thanks for the epic content, dudes. Yes, please take it easy on the Aurora. Well, the Russian bear left us a five-star review on Apple. And he said, uh, great chill content, great chemistry between these two nerds. Hey, hey now. Yeah. <laughs> great chill nerds? vibes and some accurate no. information. Some accurate information, not all. No, but yeah. uh, he did say- <laughs> We do our yeah, best. we do our best. He said, but really just a chill podcast to listen to. And the hosts are always having a good time and goofing around. Thank you, the Russian bear. Thanks, Russian yeah, bear. Yeah, he joined our uh, Discord because yeah, I, like I recognize that name in the uh, Discord as well. I got to say, we also, we convinced somebody to spend a lot of money because Zenedris came and left a comment on YouTube. They said, catching up on the catalog, 
Because of our podcast, I pulled the trigger on this game and a new gaming PC that could play. Yes. Wow. Welcome. Wow. Welcome to PC land. We, yeah, didn't even get an X Series X. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Someday, Michael, <laughs> you'll you'll see the, the light <laughs> or the dark side. Yeah, I'll come over. Mm-hmm. I'll come over. Yeah. Okay, we also have one from King 16 who said, my favorite podcast. Wow, that's... Pretty cool. Whoa. Says, I am continually That's impressed amazing. with this podcast. First Starfield-related pod I followed, and now the only one remaining. Thank you, uh, Chris King. And looking forward to this show every week. Well, that's that's awesome. That's great to hear. Appreciate it. Well, we appreciate all the comments. Uh, love reading them. Also, we have friends of the show, people that contribute uh, through our YouTube membership. That helps us. Uh, it helps us send free coffee mugs out to people, honestly. That's yeah. that's kind of what we're doing with that. If you want to help support the show, that is one way that you can do it. You can go over and to our YouTube channel, check out the membership. Uh, there might be something there for you. Otherwise, hey, if you don't want to do that, just listening to the show is awesome. Thank you so much. If you're doing that, you're already like my favorite person in the world. Oh, I thought I was your favorite person. No, you're not even top five. <laughs> Damn. It's cold, man. It's cold. That was like the meanest. That was like the meanest thing. You couldn't even to finish say. it. You're, you don't have a mean bone in your body. And you had oh, you man. finish that insult. No, you are your you're top five, maybe. I have to think about Wait, it. There's four people in your family, so that would put me number one. That's assuming that everyone in the family made it, made the list. I often, uh, I do think Just sometimes kidding. I'm like too, I joke to Michael's uh, detriment a few times too many, but. No, you should. And I, I, sh- I should be more comfortable with being meaner. <laughs> we got to exercise the mean bone. That sounded weird. Yeah. It's. <laughs> oh, we found man. our show intro. There it is. Exercise your mean bone. I don't even I don't even know where we go from here. <laughs> I think we end it. What else is there to say? I think that's the yeah. end. Thanks to everyone that listens on Spotify, Apple, and thank you to those watching on YouTube. All links are provided in the show notes below. If you like the show, consider dropping a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. We would love that. Yeah, and thanks for traveling the Starfield with us. Make sure you subscribe because we will be back for more next week. Yeah.